Welcome to the Kickpod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hello. Hello. We are coming from you. Coming, coming. from you. <laughs> well, are we? What does that we even mean? Not. <laughs> we are coming to you from our microphones that now have. Fluffy cover. Well, them. we failed. We ordered the wrong cover. We had to rip them to fit on the microphone. This is completely okay. This is this is because one time I came in after the Shameless Girls, Zara Michelle, shout out to you guys because you're incredible at what you do. And you guys were in our they're, podcast they're studio. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's and not ours. We are in okay, a shared it's not ours. space exactly. and we book it sometimes. And they had booked it one day. And it was funny <laughs> because I had to record something after one of their sessions and there was these fluffy things on the mics and I was like oh this is great I feel this is great maybe maybe they've bought some for the studio and we're gonna have these from now on and then the girls <laughs> just knocked on the door and we're like oh we've just got to grab just got to grab those bits I don't even know what they're called um but then they walked out and they're like oh yeah no we wouldn't record without them so thank you for the suggestion Laura went out and bought some but then the not the right ones, ones. I should have <laughs> I should have just asked, which I will do. Yeah. So we will improve from here. But we are, we have got some things on top of our mic. I've seen people use socks, probably better than what we've got. The ones we ordered or I ordered, I will take responsibility for this, are too small. I ordered the larger size and I've had to split it to fit on the mic. We it's, just have they fat They seem mics, to be working. Like P-H-A-T yeah. mics. Yeah, nice. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fakest laugh of all time. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, so how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? That's good. Wonderful. That's good. Doing great. Having, having, having a good week. Have had a good week. We are recording this podcast before a very big week, which is very exciting. Yes. Um, obviously, this podcast will go live during the middle of this week, but we are um, recording before because it's such a big week because we are shooting new kick workouts. So exciting. I'm so looking forward to it. I was mm. thinking last night and reflecting just how, how awesome it is that we have this, like, next week we get to film work. There's so much variation. Yeah. I love. I, yeah, I feel very lucky and I am very excited because we've got some lots of new stuff coming. Yeah. yeah. And it's very exciting. Uh, yeah, so special share. Okay, you go. Oh, me first. Sure. Okay, so my special share, I've actually already shared with you, Steffi, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to already give feedback because mm-hmm. I, you took it straight on board and listened to this. I knew this would be it. So it is a podcast. It is on the Imperfects podcast with Hugh and Josh Van Kylenberg and Ryan Shelton, and it is their podcast that they did. It's all about attention. It is with Johan Hari and it is called Why You Can't Pay Attention. So Johan Hari is a expert in focus and attention. He has just written a wonderful book. So the episode is all about the fact that now we live in this world where we are connected all the time mm-hmm. and it is very hard to focus. And while I was listening, I, I had to write this down. It really spoke to me. I think for me, so I know that I am distracted a lot. It's, I we think all we are. all are. Yeah, absolutely. distracted a lot. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that I always want to improve on it. But for me, with information, when I hear an actual example of how it affects my, you know, our minds as yeah. humans, that is what speaks to me. And in the podcast, Johan was talking about an example where there was a study at Hewlett Packard HP and they had two teams. And one team went into, I am going to definitely butcher this, so make sure you listen and to to the actual podcast to get the actual results of this study but anyway this is what I had down in my notes so there were two groups one could focus on a task for the whole day the other were working on the same task but they were able to be interrupted through the whole day now 
when they tested the IQ of both of these teams at the end of the day, the group that wasn't interrupted had 10 IQ points higher than mm. the group that On was average, interrupted. Yeah. Mm. Now that is crazy. And what they <laughs> what he said is an example that I think actually puts it into perspective. So if you're stoned, mm. you lose five IQ points. Mm. But if you're if you have been distracted all day, you lose ten. So that is the power. I love that he was like, "No, I'm not saying go and get stoned at work." No, no, on one definitely not. It's definitely not okay. I think most employment contracts will say you cannot be on drugs while you're working. So do not do that. Uh, but I thought it was really interesting, and they speak a lot as well about the switching costs and that we think that we can do multiple things yes, at once, yeah. but we actually can't, and we're not focusing on the things correctly and the switching cost is 23 minutes when you're interrupted to get back to a state of Mm. focus before the interruption it was very interesting crazy and I just felt like I was listening to the entire thing thinking at the same time oh my gosh I really need to listen to this like I really need to actually focus (laughs) and take it all in because there was points (laughs) that I run oh my god Laura's choking because of how ironic (laughs) oh my gosh are you okay (laughs) I don't want to cut that out. That I'm so is sorry. So I funny. literally just swallowed tea and what you said wasn't even funny. No, but it's ironic. It's ironic. I wasn't, honestly, it wasn't even in response <laughs> to what you said. I don't know what happened, but I went to swallow it and then something happened and then I couldn't swallow and then I was going to spit it. But like, we're obviously in this lovely podcast room. So then I spat it into the bin. I thought you were laughing at me because I'd said I was listening to this podcast about <laughs> focusing and I was thinking at the same time about how I really need to focus on it and listen and learn from it because it is one of those things that you you know about yourself that you need to do better, right? And that you need to not try and do so many things at once. Uh, I think it's something that we all know, but exactly what you said, when you have actually like facts or or things that prove, you know, that it actually does make a massive difference. It's almost like when we um, spoke about sleep and we learnt how much of a difference that can actually make. It's like we all know sleep's good for us. We all know getting a certain amount of hours is good for us. But when you actually know how it affects your physical body and your health and your mind and how it works, it's like, okay, now I actually need to do something about it. Um, and for me, it's something I've been saying, I think, every single year. It's part of my New Year's resolutions. And this is why I'm not really all for New Year's resolutions because I never really stick to it. But I am constantly saying to myself, I want to be more present. I want to spend less time on the phone. Of course, we have a lot of responsibility online with what we do. So there's a certain amount that – like I, exactly what Johan says in it. He's not expecting people to – discard their phone and never be online ever again because that is not the way the world is going but I just found it like one of those moments when I was listening it was like an open door kind of okay let's let's start doing something about it so I'm going to start implementing some things some boundaries wonderful but thank you so much for that recommendation it was a really good podcast I have one thing I've implemented and mm-hmm. I know it's not practical for everyone but yeah. I used to have well sometimes we talk on whatsapp about work stuff and I yeah. need to send you stuff but I've deleted what not deleted, removed it from my desktop because it's notifying uh, me during the day. Yeah, and you're usually with me, or you slack me, yeah. or I would just see it and then I could write back. If it's work related, I usually slack you. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So that's my one change that I've made. That's good. Yeah. 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 Anyway, do you have a special share, or is your not not do you? Yeah, I do. Oh, sorry. I was like, I was about that's to say, okay. is yours mine? Like, uh, I think my special share is so good that like, you have to use it. No, no, no. No, what no, you, it's just that I, I usually rudely go first. So um, you're just not used <laughs> to it. I don't think I've ever gone first. <laughs> I don't know. That's really bad. Um, but no, no, no. no I do have I a special. I you to go first. Share. I'm the demanding one. So it's not your rude. I'm rude. <laughs> well, I'm demanding some time and space for my special share. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> because it, it needs some space. It's well-deserved 
of space and time. Um, and it's a shout out to you, Laws, because you are on the what? short list for the Women in Tech Awards uh, in the executive leader category. And I wanted it to be my special share because I'm really proud of you. I'm not at all surprised, but very proud. And I'm really excited. I think it's well-deserved. I hope you feel proud. And yeah, I just feel like it just needed some time on air. <laughs> Thank you. It's very nice. I'm very honoured. I have to say, when I found out about the nomination, the mm. first thing that came into my head, and this is why, because I know we always speak about self-doubt yeah. on here. And that's why I wanted to shout it out, because I knew that this would be the case. However many of us are nominated, that must have been the only people that applied. Like, that was the first thought in my head. I was like, maybe one more did. And maybe they didn't fit into the categories. And and so, I think as we we are honest on here and speak about our confidence levels that was I have to be honest that was the first thought that came to my mind but no I'm I'm very proud and thank you very much I could not do it without you ever I actually interestingly I went through an experience a personal thing personal legal thing a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and it was the first time I've done something without a partner Mm. and I just – it is so hard not having someone to be like, is this right? Should we do this? What do we think? It's – I I couldn't do it. So there's – thank you. I really appreciate it. But I see it as something that, you know, for for you and and for our our whole team – um, to be nominated for. Oh, I mean... And, and I appreciate it very, very much. And I can't live without you. Like, literally two weeks ago, I was like, oh, my God, I can't do things by myself. <laughs> I need a partner. That's amazing that you... Um, obviously, it's great because you're, you're the leader of Kick, so it is about Kick. But honestly, it's because you're the leader and that is what you're getting, like, that you're shortlisted for. So it's about you. This is about you. Don't take it away. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, very much. But yeah, no, I just, I'm very, very happy for you. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Other than okay. that, I haven't been reading okay. or listening to anything You're other than that podcast. podcast. So wonderful. wonderful. Well, thank you. That's, I, I don't know what to do. Like I'm swiveling around in my chair. Like, like <laughs> we can one move of on. Those, um, cartoon characters <laughs> that just wants to evaporate into their clothes. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> How about we move on to some kick updates? Yeah, okay. Yeah? Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, <laughs> cool. So we have some exciting kick updates. First of all, we have begun, begun, begin, begun. I don't think we be, we have we begun. have begun. We have begun. <laughs> we have begun. Begun is a word that if you keep saying it becomes it sounds very weird. strange. Yes, yeah, but begun. Yep. Our Kick Squad Faves Challenge. Yes. It started on Monday, and it's obviously like a lot of our challenges. It is not too late to join. You can join up anytime. But basically, what this challenge is all about is, we thought a really great way to showcase the variety that kick has to offer um we would go to you guys the community and ask for all of your favorites and put them all together for a challenge and we've got things like super hit pilates um we've even put meditation and yoga in there and the idea is to follow it along um and try things something new like you might have come onto the kick app and be really into the pilates and that's all you've really stuck with the pilates masterclasses so the idea of this challenge is to get you trying new things and maybe you'll find a new exercise type that you really enjoy and they're all goodies because they're all the ones that you guys love the most so i'm personally super excited about following it myself even because i've got into a bit of a not a rut i wouldn't say it's a rut it's not a negative thing but a bit of a habit of a certain type of exercise on the app you're discriminating exercise I'm not discriminating (laughs) I love all of our trainers and all of the exercise types but I just I've gotten into a bit of a a a rut of a routine and and I don't don't know if you call it a rut it's just like no that rut sounds so negative doesn't it it? does you're stuck Mm, and I'm really excited to mix it up 
Yeah, and as you said, these are the favourites. So yeah. we can see the data yeah, behind can. the scenes of how many classes are done yeah. each week, each day, each month and over time. And so what we've done is we've put all of your favourites in there. So an example of the first week. So today is Wednesday. It is day two, well, day three, but workout two of the, the challenge. So don't worry if you want to start today. It's absolutely fine because you've got the rest of the week to mm. finish the workouts. It's three workouts per week and then either meditation or yoga yeah. on the Sunday. And as an example of the first week, the first class is Sweating Gold with Danny. Mm. That is a great a good one. masterclass with Danny. Then we have got Peach Please with Danny uh, on Wednesday, today. And then Legs and Ab Splits with Christina, which is a Pilates class. And then Yoga on Sunday. And then next week, Cheeky Glutes with Brooke, a band workout with Leo, Core Crusher with Britt. There's so much variation. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to think. You just wake up and you do it or whenever whenever We've you We've put do it in workouts. your planner yeah. so that it's there. Um, Less thinking equals yes. easier to do it. Yeah, because we know there is a lot of content on the app and we often hear from you guys that it's almost too much to choose from and sometimes you just need to be told what to do. So <laughs> still your choice. That's your style. Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> you will enjoy this. Love it. So, yeah, it's not too late to join. Our free, our free trial is available at all times. So we have a seven-day free trial. You can sign up via the App Store or by, via our website, which is exciting. And, Steffi, what else do we have on the 11th of April at 6.30 p.m.? As a part of the Kick Squad Faves Challenge, we thought we would do one all together and have a kick party. So if you don't know what a kick party is, basically it is a virtual workout together where we follow one of the kick workouts and in it's going to be on monday the 11th of april at 6 30 p.m it's going to be a hit class it is called cheeky glutes with brooke and so this is for anyone so if you're not on the kick app but you want to get a taste of a kick workout or try this workout it's open to all of you you can register via the link in our show notes to receive the zoom link and make sure you share that link with your friends like everyone is welcome to join in with this workout yeah that's nice Okay, now thank you for sharing those with us, Steffi. Now we have got a DM. Thank you so much for sending it in, yes. Steffi. Would you like to read it out? I sure can. Okay. Hi, girls. I'm currently struggling with balancing uni and my anxiety. I already find it hard to focus and am great at procrastinating. This leads to a pileup of work to do and yet when I go to study, my anxiety takes over and it all feels super overwhelming and I end up not doing any of it. However, then I go to class and I'm behind and that stresses me out even more. I don't know how to escape from this vicious cycle and I would love some ideas and a helping hand. Thank you. Great question. Great question. And I think as well for anyone that I, – I, we wanted to choose this one because this happens to all of us if you're at uni with work with I think at life. all times in life. Yeah. Things get overwhelming and they pile up and – I think most of us live lives where we have more to do than kind of our capacity and yeah. we take it all on and, and it can be really, really hard. Um, and then especially with anxiety on top of it, it makes it even harder because I think with anxiety, what I find when I'm overwhelmed is everything seems harder and impossible to tackle when it, when it actually is. So my advice would be to know... So first focus on how you feel when you haven't got your work done. So as you said at the end, it stresses you out even more and you feel overwhelmed. So that's what we want to prevent. We know that's not doing the best thing for ourselves because then, as you said, you're in this cycle, then you then you have to catch up on the week before and the week before that, but you also want to try and do the, the week's work that's ahead of you and it all is really, really hard. So what's really important and what I do is to try and set yourself up for success and do everything that you can so you don't have that feeling, you know, when you get to class or what, wherever you, you are in your life and whatever it might be. 
I would suggest list writing. Mm. List writing, I find, for me as an anxious person, once I write it down on my list, all I then find peace with the fact that I have only got so many hours in the day and I prioritise that list so things that have to get done by the end of the day or if something needs, someone needs it or whatever it might be. And then I go through that list and I can only do what I can with what I have in the day. So I might have 10 hours or eight hours or whatever it might be that day, but that's what I do when I go through that list and knowing that it's there, knowing that I'm not putting pressure on myself to remember every single thing on that list because it's there in front of me and I can tick it off. I can work through it one by one, tick them off. And I once the thing is also when you tick things off, you feel better about it and you feel yeah. empowered. Like, wow, I ticked that off. I got that done. I thought it was going to take me longer. Now I'm moving on to the next task. And it's quite an empowering feeling that I think once you get into it and you set a new routine, I think that's what's really important to get out of this feeling of the cycle, the vicious cycle. Reset your routine, do a complete reset. If there's things that are overwhelming, you try and take some stuff off your plate. If it is possible, I know it, I know it's not always possible. Um, and work yeah work through that list I think that really really helps me oh absolutely absolutely I would be lost without to-do lists but also I think for me I so I can't relate to um, struggling with anxiety but I absolutely can relate to the feeling of being overwhelmed I'm quite guilty of leaving things to the last minute I always have been I was the same when I was in school and I had projects or something due I would always leave it to the last minute and stress myself out about it and when I when that all piles up whether it's literally a pile of washing and then knowing I've also got to do the grocery shopping and then I've also got this task for work I've got to do and then and it just adds and adds and adds and adds and what I've found is with to-do lists or little things like that I will make tiny little tasks or give myself even five or ten minutes say it is the laundry that I know I need to get done instead of waiting for one point of the week where I've got plenty of time to get it done I'll try and do little bits as I go or I'll give myself five to ten minutes Um, And I'll like make sure I've actually only given myself that amount of time and see how much I can get done. And generally most tasks, so obviously this is not related to like – you need no, work. You need more than five minutes. Absolutely, work. but there are things that will over overwhelm yes. you on your list. Yes, that are smaller tasks than, like, for example, if you just write study. What yeah. does that? You yeah, know, what does that mean? How many hours? Is it? But there's yeah. getting rid of the small tasks that are overwhelmed. They're often the overwhelmers. Hundred percent. Get to the big tasks. Hundred percent. And um, it is. And it's not to say that I I do that well every day and every week. It's something that I'm working on all the time. But I do find that when I am kind of doing these little bits at a time. Um, it's less overwhelming if I have something big that's due or something that I need to focus on because of the little bits of noise because I'm absolutely guilty of getting absolutely overwhelmed and my my emotions go <laughs> crazy when I'm overwhelmed. Oh, wow. I'm like not rec- <laughs> I'm not recognisable, I swear. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so just know that it's completely normal. It's unfortunately a habit that a lot of us fall into and you might continue to fall into it, but it, you're aware of it. That's a good thing. You already know what the issue is and you just need to find little ways to, I suppose, declutter your mind and, yeah, pace yourself. I agree. Fantastic advice. And then the last thing I would say is just time block, time block also. Time blocking really helps. And make sure in when you're time blocking, for example, if you're studying for an exam, you have an exam coming up on Friday or a big project at work or something that doesn't have an allocated number of hours. So with a task like, I don't know, finishing a test or whatever it might be, you can say it's going to take me half an hour. Mm. I know it's going to take me half an hour. I've done it before. But with study or Mm. working on something or even like for us, like a a presentation or preparing for a podcast, there's kind of unlimited time. Yeah. Well, we don't have unlimited time, but technically you could prepare for a whole week. 
that will then mean that you probably won't start preparing until the day before because you have all the time and you're yep. not structured. So structure, time block, allocate time for each subject or whatever the task is and stick to that time because otherwise I just find if I leave a three days in a row, mm. well, back in the day, when I, back in the day, like last year, <laughs> year before, when I was studying, if I had three days to study, mm. I was not productive because yep. I had not time blocked it. And I was like, oh, yep. I have all this time yep. and then I procrastinate. And that is actually, it's, it goes back to the podcast recommendation that you had about focusing on like certain tasks at that moment in time and that is something that coming back to work I've had to reorganize the way that I work because I was very much and I still am in some aspects but I am very much that person that if something comes up and I know I can quickly get it done I generally just get it done to get it out of the way but what that then does is whatever I was working on prior to that is then delayed and distracted and it takes me a while to kind of like get back in the flow of things so instead of actioning things straight away which Again, sometimes I still have to do because something needs to, I don't know, be uploaded or go online or it's urgent. Um, I'm trying to actively write it down instead of actually doing it because that's one thing I always had in my mind, oh, if I don't do it now, I won't do it. And that's an overwhelming thought. But if it is in front of you somehow, whether it's a list or a reminder on your phone, like you will get to it. So, yeah, I think releasing a bit of urgency has been great for me. I love that. Great advice. Thank you for your question and we hope yeah. you're okay. It's something I think that a lot of people go through. Everyone, I would say. Everyone. So now for today's episode, yes. I just need to get my book open because I am going to start this episode. Well, I mean, we've been going for <laughs> 20 minutes, but <laughs> the main deep dive of this episode is all about guilt. And I'm very honoured to start this by reading from one of my favourite books in the world, Atlas of the Heart by my girl, Renee Brown. Yeah, gal. My girl, which actually I have to tell a story last night. I couldn't find my book, my Atlas of the Heart book. It's right. a new book. Mm. And it's all about emotions and I needed her definition on guilt because I wanted to read a definition for this episode. All the things I could find on the internet, like Cambridge and stuff, yeah. which obviously respect the dictionary, wonderful yeah. definition. You often it quote wasn't <laughs> what I was looking yes. for. And I couldn't find it. And then so I, my mum has it. I got it for my mum and I texted her, Can you please text me photos of the book? of the page that says guilt. And then she's like, I'm not home, sorry. And then she wrote, maybe you could message her and see if she'll send it to you, wink oh, face. And I was like, so nice. I love that mum thinks that highly of me that I would be on messaging terms with Hey, Renee. you never know. Slide into those DMs, <laughs> gal. <laughs> anyway, that's just a side story. So this is a quoting from Renee Brown, not me. I wish it was me. <laughs> okay. Like shame, guilt is an emotion that we experience when we fall short of our own expectations or standards. However, with guilt, our focus is on having done something wrong and on doing something to set things right, like apologising or changing behaviour. Remorse, a subset of guilt, is what we feel when we acknowledge that we have harmed another person. We feel bad about it and we want to atone for our behaviour. While shame is highly correlated with addiction, violence, aggression, depression, eating disorders and bullying, guilt is negatively correlated with these outcomes. Empathy and guilt work together to create a force that is adaptive and powerful. This is why when we apologise for something we've done, make amends or change a behaviour that doesn't align with our values, guilt, not shame, is most often the driving force. We feel guilty when we hold up something we've done or failed to do against our values and find they don't match up. It's a psychologically uncomfortable feeling, but one that's helpful. The discomfort of cognitive dissonance is what drives meaningful change. Shame, however, corrodes the very part of us that believes we can change to do better. You're right. It's much better than what Cranbridge would have had. 
<laughs> Again, no shame, no, no shame. to the dictionary, but we prefer Brene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we wanted to talk about today was guilt. And the main, the reason this first came up was because we were talking, brainstorming podcast ideas and with Easter, very, very close. Easter is a time that often, especially through social media, and it has got better, but there is so much I'm going to swear shit on Instagram and stuff with those stupid meme things that are shared. I don't know, it's not a meme, like picture mm. where it's like this is how many calories you you get um, you consume if you eat they a lint bunny like, yeah, and like yeah. this is how many minutes of running you have to do to burn yeah. off. So that's where it first came up um, and obviously want to be really, really clear that you do not – need to feel guilty about anything you eat ever. Guilt is not an emotion that should be associated with what we eat. And unfortunately, there are a lot of businesses that make a lot of money off making us feel guilty for doing things like that. Like they will say, this is, you know, the calories on this Easter egg. Join our program to burn, burn that amount calories. of calories. Yeah. No, yeah. that is not something we're about at Kick. Obviously, completely anti what we are about. But that's where it started with. And then when we dove deeper into guilt, we were kind of thinking about actually there's so many areas in our lives where we feel guilty. And for some of us, I think the, the burden of guilt is heavier mm. in different areas. And I think as, as Brene said, it is an emotion that is very tied very closely to our values. So think some things we will feel, have, will feel stronger about. Yeah. But we can't live in a state where we feel guilty our entire lives because it takes up too much space in our heads. So the types of guilt, that, I mean, there's a lot of types of guilt, but some that we had down were guilt to be productive, um, you know, but you have to listen to your body. That's really, really important. Guilt around food, guilt within relationships, guilt around motherhood and guilt around things we can't control. And we found a study that was done in the UK with 2,000 people. Sorry, it's not. We do have UK listeners, so this survey is for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an Australian survey though and it was published on Shamazing, Shamazing.net. I'm Pro- guessing it's not she, uh, Shemazing.net. Anyway, it's a website. And they, what they found in this study is that there are 25 top reasons, so out of the 2,000 people in the UK, that people felt guilty. So today we're going to go, this is a bit of a deep one, sorry, is it really, Steph, please open your heart to me. We're going to go through these because I think when you hear when others are guilty and how you work through it, it can actually really, really help mm. with managing those emotions and how to, I suppose, manage them positively and work through it and not live in guilt 24-7. So we're going to go through the 25, start, and you're going to tell me and I'm going to tell you if we can... <laughs> think of anything relate to any time this happened in our lives yeah and if we feel it because obviously some the first one for example giving into a craving yeah it might be something that you're like oh I don't feel guilty about yeah and I think that's I think starting with that as in with with what you said about what in Brene's quote about how it is always correlated the feeling is always correlated with something um that we value and everything and that makes a lot of sense because when reading this list there was many that I was like I don't feel guilty about that I don't think I've ever felt guilty about that. And then I realised, like, it's because I've – it is what it is. Like, we yeah. all feel guilty about different things. And we all things. have different values. 100%. So I suppose starting with giving into a craving, um, and I, I guess that this was to do with food, food cravings. Um, but for me, I, I suppose the point I wanted to talk to on this is I don't anymore. When I first read it and we were, like, preparing for this podcast, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I don't feel that anymore. But then I stopped and I actually thought about it. 
And this was something I really, really struggled with for years. Like a long time, I had a lot of guilt around giving into cravings or um, food in general. And I wanted to touch on it because it's really interesting now being on the other end of it. It's not that I don't feel guilt at all. It's sometimes it does creep in, but it's funny now that I'm quick at squashing it, I almost feel like when that happens, there's something inside and it's absolutely because of, you know, society's pressure around diet culture and all that sort of stuff about giving into things like that, like a lint Easter bunny, where I question if I should feel guilty. It's like some nights I've overindulged in, you know, whether it's chocolate, whatever it is, and a thought will pop into my mind that is like, should I feel guilty about this? Because I would have absolutely in the past felt good. I mean, I felt guilty about eating pretty much anything, let alone, you know, indulgent, lacking nutrients kind of foods. But I do have that pause moment where I'm like, should I be feeling feeling guilty about this? Should I, should I not do that? And I do have to stop and think about it, um, which is kind of horrible because I feel like I've come so far where that's not a feeling I have anymore towards food and it's annoying because the noise is still out there that it's something I have to question in myself. 100%. And I think it's it comes down to values mm. in that it's something that for both of us, like when I was reflecting as well, our body used to be something that we highly valued. Yeah. And yeah. in our value system, the way that the size of our body, the kilos that we were, what we ate was very important to us. And now I would say it is on the bottom of the list if it even makes it. Probably not even on there. I don't really – as long as my body's functioning, which I'm, we're so lucky that both of us are yeah. able um, and our bodies function and we're able to run and do all those amazing things, I don't value that anymore. So for me, I think when I reflect, I think back to when I did care and I did value that and if I overate – and I was exactly the same as you. It wasn't like I even ate anything that's classified as junk food. Yeah. If, I, if I just overate – I would then let it affect my self-worth for the next two days because I felt guilty that I let myself down on my number one value, which was junk value, not junk food, a junk value. And it was like I was not worthy enough of having a good day based Mm. on what I ate the day before. And it's all this – you know what, sometimes actually it's quite problematic. I find that some some – people on social media that do usually share maybe 80% very healthy messaging will often post sweating out last night's dinner, working off my pasta. So it's a very like miscommunication. Exactly. But it's kind of, it's almost like what we were speaking about with Kath Ebbs Mm. and when they were saying that wellness can sometimes be super toxic because it's like, it's diet culture masked as wellness. And so I feel like sometimes I just, it's not my, my, in my, uh, myself to write back and be like, this is really inappropriate. And it's hard as well because a lot of the time they don't even understand how triggering it could be yes. to someone. Like a lot of the time it might be someone who hasn't struggled deeply with an eating disorder or exercise addiction or anything mm-hmm. like that. And so they don't understand how that messaging could be triggering. But I suppose to Kath's point or to, for, for you and me, we can recognise that because we were there once. And so, it, yeah, it is it is hard to, to know where the line is mm. of do you try and educate them? Do you just let it go? I feel like I should and not in a very respectful way. Yeah. But I just, it, it can be really, really, really damaging. And so I think for that reason, it's really important that we call ourselves out on it. Yeah. Uh, and even if we don't want to call in a, in a very respectful, respectful way, of course, and we do it to ourselves and, and maybe also respectfully to others because I just think that even though guilt can be a positive emotion, as Brene said, 
our values should never be the way our bodies look. So we should never, ever, ever feel guilty about what we eat. Mm. And your day should not be good or bad based on what you ate yesterday. It has nothing to do with it. Very passionate about this one, obviously. Okay, <laughs> next one, not calling family enough. Yeah, so I suppose, I mean, and this is... How do you, do you, you call your family a lot? Yeah, I was going to say, this is something that I've prioritised so that I don't feel guilty because I absolutely would 100% feel guilty if I didn't do this, but it's something that I've really prioritised in my life. You know, my family is incredibly important to me and that's not to say that, you know, because someone doesn't call their family, their family's not important to them. But for me, it's something I've recognised in the past when I haven't been as connected with friends and family it's really affected me and I have felt really guilty and and heavy about that. So it's something I prioritise a lot. I try and catch up with family at least once a week um, or call. I'm like literally texting my mum and dad almost every single day. And without that, I would feel guilty because it's important to me to have that connection. And so that's just something that I've done to avoid feeling guilty because I know for me it would, it would make a massive difference. Yeah. I think, I think that's really nice. And I think for me, family as for you, it's a really, really important loving my family and and for them to feel like I'm connected with them and everything is very very important to me as a value and so if I haven't if work sometimes it works really busy and we just have you know a crazy week and they're like oh my god I haven't spoken to my family this week I feel really bad but what what I and and feel guilty but that's okay because then it actually realigns me to yeah this is important to me I need to exactly reach out to them which is great but I think one thing that I have come to terms with is and we're the same we live like 45 to 50 minutes away from our family. And so while, yes, you can always make time, sometimes we might be really busy with work, then have a really busy weekend or whatever it might be and I might not be able to see them, which I don't see my family every week. I probably see them once a fortnight. And so because of that... I make sure to me what's very important in my values is my family knows I'm you know I'm thinking of them and I'm connected with them and and everything so I connect via the phone or via text or whatever it might be so I think it's taking away the guilt that you know you need to you know fit 85,000 things in every day you have to have a dinner after work every day when you're exhausted because you have to see your dad your sister your mum yeah your brother and your partner's family like that's so many like for us for Dalton and I both our parents are separated so for us to catch up with all parties it's four catch-ups yeah it's like we can't fit that into a week or we just can't so it's like you have to find ways to you know still connect with those values that they don't necessarily have to be a dinner or whatever yeah and I think again it's it's going back to what we said at the start there'll be things that we talk about today that you won't be able to relate to there's topics that we will go through today that I have never felt guilty about and so if you're sitting there feeling like you've never felt guilty for not chatting to your family every week or whatever then that, that's totally fine you might not have a close relationship with your family it might, it might be different the the value setting so it's really important just know that when we're talking about this is how it affects us personally the only one that I do not believe should be on our value system is our bodies oh yes yeah but yes everything else <laughs> you do your choice your values <laughs> Okay, breaking a diet. I mean, it's quite similar to the first one. Yeah, it's that was pretty much like I don't feel that anymore because I don't diet. Mm. So, no. And then even even when I have, which I don't, but even in if I've ever kind of set myself a goal of like, I don't know, fitting more greens into my diet or whatever because I know that's good for me, I if I don't stick to it, I'm not like, I'm not annoyed at myself. It is what it is kind of thing. But I think it's because I've come a long way in, you know, detaching myself from that pressure. I agree. Not calling friends enough. Very related to the family one, yeah. I think. I think for me, it hits me out of nowhere. Mm. And I will be really, well, I mean, 
I'm quite contributive with work, right? So I'm I'm really like, I don't know what's happened in the week, but we have very busy with the week with work and then it will hit me that I haven't called blah or whoever it might be, yeah. a friend. My friends are not called blah. blah. I, I love my friends, they're not blah. <laughs> I, I just thought that as, as a word, as a name. Anyway, um, so I might not have called, I have a friend called Steph, that's not you. So I haven't called or texted Steph. And then all of a sudden I will think, I'm a bad friend, like I'm not worthy of their friendship. I don't have my value systems aligned properly because like I care about work too much. I'm blah, blah, blah. And then I'll force sometimes in that, when I'm in that mindset, I then force myself to show up yeah. when I you can't and feeling. I'm exhausted and then there's yeah, no point and you're not connecting. Yeah. So it's kind of like you need to have – and then it takes the joy out of something totally. which to be really special. So I think with friends, obviously connecting with friends is really important. But I think it's the same thing within our relationships. You don't need to connect with someone every single no. day to show that you value them and I think that's really, really important too. 100%. And all our friendships are really different and unique and, you know, some friends of mine I only – get to catch up with them every bloody six months of the year but it's amazing and it's really we're really present and we have the best time and that's enough for us but then there's others who you know check in regularly and I think for me it's something that I've learned in the past when I really did not prioritize some of my friends Um, and I did feel really guilty at the time for it because one thing that I admire about them is that they constantly check in you know even if we've had really busy couple of weeks at work and I haven't necessarily made the effort to reach out to them I'll have messages from them and I really really appreciate that and they've stayed patient you know throughout the years of me not always being super available and I am so grateful for that for that friendship but I think the other thing is we do need to remember that it it does take two to tango and I think that's how I've learned who my quality friends are I think the ones that I actually think of and want to reach out to or the ones that do reach out they're the ones that like really actually you know kind of matter and who I really truly care about because I feel like there was a time where you know we've spoken about quality over quantity when it comes to friendships and there was a time where I really thought like the more friends I had the better and so like if I hadn't spoken to someone for months I was like oh shit I better reach out but then I like stopped and I was like hang on they haven't reached out to me and why do I feel like I need to reach out? Let's actually sit and think about this for a moment. And if it's just because I think I should, but for no other, like I actually give a shit or actually care, then it's it's just a different thought, I think. So, yeah. Agree. And I think too, remembering that everyone's busy. So yeah. Then I, I also then feel guilty about being everyone's like, busy. I'm so busy, I haven't had time. It's in my head. I don't say that to anyone. And then I'm like, well, first of all, I'm like, well, it's a choice. Well, not for everyone, for, but sometimes for me, it is a privilege to choose to be busy. Absolutely acknowledge that. Um, but I also then note that everyone is busy. Yeah. And so then it's like, well, I can't, I feel like sometimes what I struggle with is that I make an excuse in my head. Oh, I haven't been able to reach out to this person because I've had a really busy two weeks of work. But then I'm like, hang on, I'm not like, everyone's busy in this world. Like we live, lead such busy lives. But then I think that works the other way too. And that I'm, it's all, everyone understands. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes life gets in the way and that's okay. Yeah, it doesn't mean you love them any less. Exactly. Next one, not tidying up. (laughs) Do you you feel guilty about this? Yeah, so this is one that I wanted to... Do you you, you care? No. No, you care about Josh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk about. The guilt that that comes in... No, 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 no. no. (laughs) (laughs) The guilt that comes in with this for me is absolutely not super personal it's personal in the way that I really care how I make Josh feel obviously like he's my partner in life and I want to make sure that he knows I'm always thinking of him and everything and so I truly do feel guilty when I know that I haven't tidied up and it has set him off or it has got him upset because he's expressed to me how much it means to him and 
I, so I do struggle with it and it's a hard one because for anything else that I have struggled with in, with guilt in the past, I've kind of been able to recognize it to a point where I can avoid it. Whereas I think because my personal value, if Josh was not in my life, is not aligned in that, as in like I could live in like a very untidy not, house. Not that you're like where I'm painting this picture, Steph's like this like Yeah, no, are, and I'm not. But more so if you have a day off. Yeah. Like a Sunday, right? Yeah. You could see your friends. Yeah. You could go for a walk. Yeah. You could I'll put things um, off like cleaning. You, but your house is not clean. <laughs> yeah. You and will, that doesn't affect me. But that's yeah. your natural priority list, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, and it, it's not to say it's not affect me at all. Like there is a point where I I know for myself if I finally get laundry done or yeah. like I clean up the dishes, it does make me feel a little bit less stressed. So I know it's definitely a thing that does affect me, but definitely not to the level it affects Josh. So I truly feel guilty when I've let it go too far. Where maybe we've had a busy week or I've just not prioritized it because I know that it's affecting him. So that's where I struggle with the mm. guilt when it comes around tidying up. Whereas I, as a very anxious person, can some – like, I mean, when I say this, we don't have like an immaculately clean house, but I will – it's my first thing I prioritise yeah. on the weekend and I can't – because I just know that yeah. I get very stressed if the house is messy and yeah. I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And I also deal with my anxiety by cleaning things out. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a value though. That's just like I just know that I yeah. am really stressed if yeah. I don't have a clean house. Okay, cancelling on a friend. I think this is similar to before. Like I, okay. it has to happen, unfortunately, at times. Oh, savage. No, it does. <laughs> it does though. Like you, know I, what? you just need to put on Kim Kardashian accent. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? It's very rare that I have to cancel because something else has come up. It's That's not really a thing. It's more because I've realised how tired I am or how much I've overdone it with my schedule in one certain week. And I know that if I was to go out with this person or catch up with this person, I would probably overflow and it would just, it would just stress me out. So I feel bad now. There is times <laughs> where I absolutely have cancelled on friends, but I, but I also haven't been dishonest about it. I literally, I'll, I won't say That's like, Oh, like, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, no, I've just had a really, really busy week. I feel like if I caught up with you, I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't be present and energized and I want to give you that time. So can we reschedule the next week? Like I really take those moments with friends and family quite seriously and I and it means a lot to me and so if I know that catching up with them is gonna stress me out and make me unproductive for the rest of the week and I'm probably not going to be that great of a company then I'll I, I will message them I and think I'll that's cancel. great advice and I think that's if your friends are making you feel shame mm. for being exhausted and still having to come out then I think they that's not fair on you no yeah. and I think yeah as I said, just as long as you're honest. But you're not – it's not I'm like not, cancelling like, oh, every single week. Laws, I can't. Something's come up with the family that I can't get out of. Like, I'm not doing that. That would be fine. That would also no, be okay, okay, that was a bad example. I can't, but like, I'm not. I found a better – I'm going out with my new friend, Sophia, and she – I can't. My car's broken down. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's one of the things that we, we probably shouldn't – unless we're cancelling for, you know, as, as we said, because our new friend Sophie is more shiny and no, better no. than if you're cancelling because – but that comes back to valuing mm. filling your cup up and that's really, really important. Okay, where are we up to? Getting takeaway. Zero guilt. No guilt. I used to feel guilty about it but now I know something has to give. In fact, I get to, to give, a point so where really I'm like – I, we haven't had a takeaway in like four days. Can we get it? Yeah. Like it's I, not yeah. something that matters. No. Yeah. It's, it's okay. But totally understand if you are someone who is like, absolutely, I feel guilty. It's a common thing. But I think unfortunately also it comes back to that guilt around food. 
guilt around food. There's yeah. also the guilt around spending a lot of money. Totally. Yeah. So you're I think right. that is another thing that if that's something that you're valuing saving yeah. or whatever it might be, because takeaway is expensive and especially yeah. with Uber Eats with the extra delivery yeah. costs and everything, um, that's also something that can come into that. Gossiping. Okay. Gossiping. You're so good with it. You never gossip. Well. If I ever do around you, then I feel really guilty. So, uh, you know what? And it, I don't do it because it makes me feel guilty. Yeah. So this is something that I've like made a huge shift in my life because I was so into gossiping for the majority of my Were life. You? Like, absolutely. I was so into, you know what I think it is? I think it's still that thing, not, not bullying, but like when Mean Girls came out, we were in high school. That was still perceived as cool. Being that kind of like bitchy, talk about someone behind their back. Like that was literally what you felt like you had to do to like, I don't know, be hashtag cool. Um, not that hashtags were around back then. And I, I think that's really sad because I think the older I've gotten, and I think this is also because I have learned by being in the public eye or whatever we want to call You're it. You're a celebrity. No, I'm not. Um, but there's been assumptions made about me. There has been things said about me or gossiping about me. And I know it's been wrong or it's been false. And I hate that some people think that of me or like, and not because I really, really care and value what they think of me, but just because it's not even true. And so I think whenever something comes up, about someone I don't know or I just feel a bit guilty because I, we don't know this person. We don't know what's going on in their life. We have no idea how – like, okay, let's make an example of like reality TV <laughs> show, right? Someone on there getting a bad rep. Like you can have your own judgments and I definitely do. It's not that I, you know, sit there and Internally, watch it and think yeah. like everyone's amazing just the hmm. way they are because some people are perceived to be meaner on television and it's like – you know, how much of that is true, how much of that is false, we will never really know. But I think I just like to keep it internal because I don't know. I don't know the fact. And that's not to say that I'm never a part of gossiping because I absolutely am. We're not, no one's perfect. But I feel truly guilty about it whenever it comes up. So I avoid I, I it at all costs. Because you value <laughs> kindness. And so if you value kindness, usually gossiping. And I think there's a difference between gossiping and speaking about a factual situation or something like. Just totally. say I like threw a shoe at you and then you were like mum Laura threw a shoe at me I've never I would sorry not physical violence is not good trying to think of a non um okay threw a shoe at you it's when you said to your mum mum Laura threw a shoe at me that's That's not gossiping that's just like you being like a mum truly it's that kind of malicious assumption of someone and spreading rumors basically and something that we don't we used to do it like Mm. back seven years ago what we never really do is uh, you never send me people's stories and be like, oh, my God, look at this. Oh, look what, what, what they're doing. Yeah, That's yeah, something yeah. that we don't – and if, if I ever do that, which I don't think I've done it for no. a very long time, I feel very guilty about it. But I think that's in – but it is. We're not perfect. Absolutely No, not. we're not perfect. We're not perfect and it's the world that we have grown up in that has made that an okay way to be. Hmm. So I think if it's something that you truly feels like – guilty about when it happens then just know that you don't have to do it there is points where I've also felt really awkward because I've been in a situation where someone's been gossiping and I'll either sit there dead silent and literally have nothing to say about the situation it almost makes them feel uncomfortable and and that's what I mean I have truly felt uncomfortable about making other people feel uncomfortable because I will actually I have said at times like oh yeah nah and whatever I'm not interested and they're like look at me like okay that's 
awkward are you above me or something and that's not at all ever what I would want to make someone feel like um so it's it is a hard line it's Mm -hmm. like where do you yeah anyway I agree I agree okay next so this is quite being rude to someone I feel like that's quite similar yeah Uh, we don't value it's we obviously value kindness so you avoid being rude to someone exactly that's good we feel guilty about that not going to the gym I mean I don't go to the gym anymore true but not doing a workout (laughs) not doing a workout um no same. And yeah. I think that's because our value system has changed on why we exercise. What and that looks we, like. Yeah, you know? And we exercise yeah. because, to speak to, for both of us, because it makes us feel good, it keeps us energised, makes our minds clear. Mm. And so, and it's good for our bodies. But yeah. So that means if we wake up exhausted yeah. the, and the best thing in that moment is actually not to do a strenuous workout, then that's aligned with why we exercise. 100%. And I think so if anything where we've b- both gotten from is if we ever have an, a negative feeling about missing a workout, it's more that feeling of being annoyed, not guilty, but annoyed because you know how good it makes you feel. Like I've heard you at times when – there was that time the other week, Dalton decided to give you a sleep in and you were annoyed oh, yes. because you had a huge weight, you had a huge day at work. I didn't feel guilty. I felt angry. You felt angry and annoyed because you missed that window of your morning where you could have gone for your run or you could have done your kick workout and you know how much of a difference that makes to your day. And so that's not you don't feel guilty for missing no. it because it's your routine or whatever. You felt annoyed because My it's something that was makes taken you feel from me. <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes our choice is taken from us. So yeah, we can still have a negative feeling about missing a workout without yeah. it being guilty. Agree. Agree. Okay, leaving a pet at home. I mean, yes, absolutely. I always feel good about that. Yes, uh, Steph, <laughs> leaving a baby at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also leave Ari at home. <laughs> I know, sorry. It's like it, since you've had Harvey. I know. It's like we talk about Bill and Ben and Harvey. Like I not know. Ari. Sorry, Ari. Guilt, guilty about not talking about Ari. Anyway, Harvey. Oh, yeah. I mean, like mum guilt could be its own podcast, honestly. But um, it's something that ebb and flows, I think, my guilty feelings. And I think... I've and I've read a lot about it just to I suppose affirm that it's a um, relatively normal feeling and I I know that it is but feeling guilty about being a working mum I feel like that's something that'll probably be in the back of my mind well for as long as I'm working basically um but you know I've I've read articles where it's mums dropping their kids off at school who are crying or whatever or like can't drop their kids off at school so it, it it doesn't just happen when they're a baby and you're going back to work it can be like this continuous thing or you know if your kid's home from school sick and you can't be there those kind of things so I feel like guilt is just something that comes with parenthood um and because it's because we suddenly have this huge responsibility over someone that's not you it's this external being that you just want the absolute best in every aspect of their life for them and you just feel like you're never performing per- perfectly enough for them, which is – it's crazy because you when you, even when you, you say that out loud, guilty. you shouldn't feel guilty about that. You know, it's like I should be able to put my pillow on – my head on the pillow at night and think I did my best today and that's all that matters. But you always question everything that you do and feel guilty for not possibly doing better because it's not just affecting you, it's affecting someone else. Mm. How do you feel about leaving Bill and Ben at home? No, I mean, do we don't need to talk about that. No, I do. I feel stupid, but like I really do feel guilty. Uh, lying to a partner. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just I don't. don't. Yeah, either do I. I'm, I don't have a reason to. I, lying is not something that I. No. I also, if I say one tiny white lie, I like think about it for a week. I was going to say. Like, I get worried I'm going to be busted and then everyone's going to think I'm a liar. So, no, I, do, I don't do it. No, exactly. It's like my mental health. In my past relationships, I have lied. Absolutely. And it. Ate me up. Eats me up. It yeah, just, it does. It's the worst feeling like in the world. Black. I don't know how people tar. do it. 
Uh, next one. Spending a day in pyjamas. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Pyjamas. Pyjamas. No, nah, I don't feel guilty. Same, because sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need it. I literally... I don't spend every day in my pyjamas. No. So then I wouldn't feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, sometimes you need it. Sometimes that's, that's the way it's going to be and that's fine. Lying to family, uh, the same? Same. The same, yes. Okay, not recycling and then also in within this one, let's put not being sustainable enough. Yeah. Not doing enough for the environment. I feel slightly guilty, I, I, but I'm also making an effort to be more sustainable or to, you know, recycle better. So I'm actively, actively doing something so that that guilt doesn't build up. And I think it's a good guilt for everyone in Australia to have. So we think about it more. Yeah, and then because climate change is a real thing. The real thing. And and you know what? It's easy. What, what Someone had a quote the other day and it was specifically about shopping bags and, you know, for one, for one little inconvenience that might take an extra two minutes. For example, you might get in your car and you realised, oh, the shopping bags are inside. Get back out of your car and go get them, right? How many times have you just been like, oh, I'll just go to the shops, right? We're all human. We all take the fast lane sometimes. But that one little thing can make a huge difference and a huge impact. And so it's like for a one to two minute inconvenience, make the effort, make the change, and then it'll become a normal habit. Agree. I think it's good guilt around that because it's very <laughs> important. Okay, lied to a friend. I've already covered. There's a lot of lying here. No no lying. Too stressful. Wait, wait, wait. Can we go back to guilt with the environment? Because yes, one yes. thing I do want to say is, yes, it absolutely is a good guilt to have, but... No one's perfect. Don't feel guilty if you are putting your best efforts in. I reckon that's about shame. I reckon that's shame. Yeah, okay. Don't shame people. Yeah, no. And also just don't – but don't don't put too much on yourself. If, if you're doing what you think is okay and there's some means that you – whether you, you can't afford to make a change or whatever, like that comes into it as well. So don't feel too guilty if you feel like you're doing everything you can but you're not as sustainable as the next person next door – Agree. Okay. All we can do is what we can yeah. with what we have yeah. and the resources that we have available to us in that time. I completely agree. Okay, asking someone to do you a favour. No. I <laughs> oh, do. Okay. I have issues with this. I feel <laughs> so guilty because I, then I feel like I'm a user. No. And I think also, which I'm like, I literally, some, like I'm trying to think of something I might have thought to ask you to do, but I genuinely like feel... You know and how you're I not going to be it. like, Laws is using me to build her career. Like, no. obviously not. But that's no. like, honestly, that's where my mind goes. So I think it's normal to feel bad if you, you know, it's normal to have a, like a, a slight like feeling of bad or like feeling guilty if you know that person's busy and you're like adding to their plate. Like, absolutely. I feel like that's normal and it's good to be yeah. aware of other people and what's going on in their lives. But I think I always just put it back to if you were to ask me, it would not be an issue. As in like mm. if you always say to our team, like you literally sit on the same table as everyone else. You're there for them if they have any questions, if they need anything. And that is that that's goes for everyone in the team, right? And so you wouldn't – if Bailey stood up and was like, Laura, can I just quickly ask you a question about something? You wouldn't be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, of course not. I feel like, yes. You're like, using it, me. It, it, <laughs> sometimes it feels – it's so funny because when people ask me, like last week someone asked me to do a favour for them and I was like – I feel it's like flattering. I was flattered yeah. that they had asked my, for my advice on something. Yeah. And so I agree, but it's funny when it's the other way around. Yeah. It's like yeah. guilt. You just need to put yourself guilt. in. Switch it. Switcheroo. Switcheroo. But not using people. That's not very No, different. that's different. Okay. <laughs> this is funny. Not showering. <laughs> Watching. This is just an odd one. <laughs> I mean, not an odd one. If you feel guilty. I mean, 
Well, I no, I value personal hygiene. Yeah. And I think also personal hygiene is important if you're in areas with other people. Yeah. Um, and but also it's not something like in my when I say value personal hygiene, it's like a habit that it's not I don't even think about I it. I don't make a choice if I have a shower <laughs> or not. I just have one. And we're very lucky to, you know, have access Absolutely. to make hygienic choices. Um, but it is it's not something I feel ever guilty about because I don't think I've ever in my life been like <laughs> Over, not had high, like followed good hygiene for three days and then no, <laughs> no. But even when you've like say done a kick workout in the morning here at the office or whatever, and not showered and sat there, it's not like you're sitting there feeling incredibly guilty for not having a shower. No, I just am like, I don't know what the feeling is. It's not guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just put some deodorant on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, leaving a small shop market without buying anything. I feel like you would feel this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say that I don't. I just feel like you are absolutely like something that's very, very important to you is su- supporting like small businesses or people having yeah. a go. And so I feel like you would really struggle at. It's the same thing as donating charity, but totally. I think it's something that you, again, we don't all have the resources and the abilities to buy something no. at a small shop. So that's okay if you don't. So it's, again, it's it's only making any feeling guilty if just say you had, I don't know, $100 to spend at the market mm. and you were like, I'm not going to spend this on the small businesses. I'm going to go and buy something at a McDonald's or something, like okay. a large yeah. business or yeah. some, I don't know, some large business. Or, okay, I've, there's a small market with mm-hmm. lots of amazing clothes shops, but instead you're going to go spend your money at H&M, yeah. which is a... Fast fashion. B- very big business corporate. Yeah, huge. Then, yes, yeah. that is something that maybe feeling a little bit guilty is, is not a bad thing because then, you know, we're, you're aligning. If you value small supporting small businesses, fantastic. Um, but if you don't have the means, it's kind of like with sustainability as well. Like sustainable mm. shopping is more expensive. Absolutely. So we can't always do it. So it's about what we can do with what we have. I should stop saying that, but it's very important. Okay, where are we here? Not taking advice. Well, it depends on if you agree with it. Yeah, I think sometimes it's – yeah, I agree. I if agree. someone's put in the time – like, okay, there's always, a, there's always a slight feeling of guilt because you might have gone to this person, they've put in the time and the effort to give you their two cents and so it's hard when you might not implement it. it I think it's different. If you're not implementing it just because you just can't be bothered or you just like whatever, didn't take the conversation seriously enough. You weren't then focused. That, yes, or you, you might not be we're focused. on our phone to it that, is that I feel like that is a time when I absolutely would feel guilty. But if I've gotten advice that I am like, I don't align with this, I don't think it's going to work with me, I don't feel guilty. I agree. For not taking it. I agree. Forgetting manner, being rude. Forgetting manner, don't saying please and thank you. Oh, again, I don't really think about it because I just feel like it's just something I do. Same. Manners are important to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I think I just do them. Well, you know what? That actually, this, this, so I watched Shane Warne's memorial and something that all the kids said that he, it was one of the biggest things that he always said to them is manners are free. Like it'll get you far in life, but manners are free. Just always remember your manners. And they all said that. It was so beautiful anyway. And it's, but it is, it's something that I was taught as a kid. And that's showing respect for others, which is something that a lot of us value. So very good. Good advice. Okay. Pretending you're working. (laughs) I mean, I would – yes, you, if, I, if I ever felt like I had to pretend that I was working, I would probably absolutely feel guilty, particularly if someone found out that I was doing that. But I just don't – I don't do that, so I yeah. don't know how that would feel. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I okay. love it. You looked over at me at the desk like, do you do this? No, I was more like, have you ever? 
Have you ever? No, but I would absolutely feel guilty if I ever felt like I had to do that. Yeah, and you, yeah, like, yeah. I, it's a bit. Rude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, the only thing I can relate to is I even in 2020 we were working mm. from home all the time, and now I my role is changed. I don't mm. have as much time in the day, but I would probably have like just had a half an hour break in the day. Mm. Sometimes a half an hour, of course. Mm. And I went for a walk during the day at home. Full guilt. And yeah, like, but who's going to tell me off? No, 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 exactly. But that's also that's different because that's not. You're not feeling guilty for pretending to work. You're feeling guilty for not working. Yeah, true. You're not oh, pretending true. not to work. I really misinterpreted this. Okay. No, but it, it, that's a difference. And, and like, yeah, I, I have plenty of plenty of examples where I felt guilty for not working. I think absolutely. But it's different to pretending to work. Like all these people on TikTok. What do you mean? Well, there's heaps of memes on TikTok. Oh, it so must be what I watch. So <laughs> just see a lot of them anyway. Okay, we have got two more to go. Accidental queue jumping. Oh, yes. I feel horrible. All I think about is – so on the way to the Brisbane kick tour, we got to the airport early, like an oh, hour we early. We had to, yeah. We were in the um, – we went into the Virgin Lounge and then we came out when they said it was boarding, as we usually do. There was no queue when we walked in. The, you couldn't even walk out of the lounge. The I'd queue never was so seen big. the airport like that. And so what we had to – we had to go say to the lady – hello, we're going to miss our flight if we're to this queue. Happy to if that's what everyone's doing, but what do you advise yeah. that we do? And she said, no, go straight through. Don't yeah. miss your flight. And we had to cut through and we couldn't tell every single person why we were cutting and no. I felt like an idiot. No, like, I, I just put like, my head down and oh, looked at the ground I and I so, just I was mortified. Charged. Like it was like we thought we were better than everyone yeah. waiting and we didn't just have to wait. Well, but no, well, no, well, well. no, no. So, yes, that is that. So that value I would say is that everyone is equal, which yeah. is very important, which is why in that moment I was dying and I wanted to have a sign like the airport lady told us to go in this. I feel like it's queue. strange if you wouldn't feel guilty about skipping ahead in a queue. True. VIP. Yeah. Not mm, about it. Check yourself. Not about it. Okay, <laughs> last one, hitting the snooze button. I don't have a snooze button anymore. Do you? I don't have the... Oh, you have Harvey. I don't have an option. I'm so sorry. Imagine like trying to snooze a child. (laughs) No, my alarm is Harvey every morning and I don't have an option to snooze him. He, when he's up, he's up. So no comment. No comment. But even when I had to, I think it's, that comes back to listening to my body. I snoozed my alarm this morning. Yeah. I think. For 20 minutes. Before Harvey, I pressed snooze most mornings, to be honest. Yeah. And last night I had a very bad sleep. And so I snoozed snooze twice because I wasn't going to work out before work because I was too tired. Didn't feel guilty. I feel like when it might be an issue for someone is if you feel like you've done it every – you do it every day and it's not because you've had a particularly bad sleep or because your body needs extra rest and it's just a bad habit you've gotten into, I could see how you could feel guilty about that. Okay. No, I could. Yeah, true. (laughs) True. (laughs) Well, that is the end of that list. Thank you, Shamazing, for this list, for the research. I think it just goes to show like there is just so many areas of our life where guilt comes up and there is just so many, obviously depending on what area we're talking about, there's different ways that you can avoid it, but you can't avoid it 100% of the Mm. time and so you've just got to work out what works for you, where you feel guilty, where does that come up most for you and work on little things that you can do to help prevent it as much as possible. Agree. What a way to finish. (laughs) Okay. We are going on a break. Maybe we need it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, two weeks. Just two weeks. We'll, we'll be back. Oh, my gosh, yeah. In two forgot. weeks. This is the last not, one. Not long. 
But you know what? We are always on social media, aren't we? We're not going anywhere over there. So if you actually on TikTok, <laughs> if you would like to uh, find out more about Keeper Cleaner, you can head to our website www.keepercleaner.com. Remember, we have our challenge that has just started. You can join in. You do a head it's bubble when you start doing the Andrew. Do like, it. You can sign up. <laughs> we have a seven day free trial, so feel free to join us and check it out. Uh, and we will be back in your ears in a couple of weeks. Otherwise, Instagram at Keep It Cleaner, at Loretta Hintra, at Steph Claus Smith. And you can find us on TikTok as well. Follow <laughs> me on TikTok. Is that a thing? I don't. No. Okay. Okay. I bye. 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 <laughs>